around, everyone. You're missing out on all of the fun. With magic and the law of attraction, starring Madame Permita. Episode 7. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Permita, and you're listening to Magic and the Law of Attraction the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. In today's episode, I'll be answering the question, how can I learn the Tarot? In this podcast, I'll tell you not only how you can open up your intuition and start working with the Tarot, but also talk about other forms of divination and why you might want to learn them. I'll also give you the tips and tricks to one form of divination that you should be using right now, and it doesn't require any memorization or training to get started. At the end of the show, I'll give the directions for a simple ritual that you can use when preparing to use the tarot or any other form of divination, and it will really open up your intuition in powerful ways. And don't worry, I also have a free giveaway for you this week that will help you open up your own intuitive experience with the tarot. And I'll tell you about that in just a little bit. So Danny from Costa Mesa writes, what advice would you give to those who are interested in learning to read the tarot for their own personal enlightenment? I love this question. Thanks so much for sending it in, Danny. For those of you who have visited my website, parlorofwonders.com, you'll know that a big part of my spiritual practice is reading the tarot for clients helping them to see solutions to their challenges, finding a path to achieving what it is that they're wanting, and gaining insight into their current life situations. But what you might not know is that I'm also a Tarot teacher. In addition to the magical lessons that I give you here on the podcast, in my book, up on YouTube, in my newsletter, and my how-to guides, I also do one-on-one lessons in Tarot, magic, and other forms of divination through private magical instruction. I customize a program just for you to teach you whatever you want to learn at whatever level you are at and at your own pace. So because teaching and tarot are two of my favorite things, I am super excited to talk about today's topic. So thank you so much for asking, Danny. So first, what is the tarot and why would we want to use it? Well, learning to use the tarot or any divination system is a really powerful tool to have in your magical pack. What do I mean by divination system? Well, divination systems are all the things that most people might classify as fortune-telling. That means tarot, of course, but it can also mean things like reading playing cards or oracle cards, or doing palmistry or tea leaf readings or coffee readings or crystal ball scrying and so on. All forms of divination are just tools to help us to open up our intuition. And our intuition is the voices of our spirit guides or our inner voice giving us guidance that goes beyond what we know with our logical mind. So having a handle on a divination system can help you access universal wisdom, what some people like to call the Akashic Records or information that is beyond what we can pick up with our five senses. And we can use that information to answer big spiritual questions or even small day-to-day details about our lives or really anything in between. 
Now, one of the side benefits, or maybe even the main benefit of learning the divination system is that it starts you working your intuition. And if you work with your intuition on a regular basis with a divination system, you'll find that your intuition starts working even when you're not using your divination tools. It's a lot like lifting weights at a gym. If you go to a gym and work out with weights on a consistent basis, you'll find that not only are you able to increase the weight that you're able to lift over time at the gym, but lifting things like a box of books gets easier too. And what does that look like with intuition? Well, let's say you start working out your intuition with the tarot, pulling one card daily and writing about it in your tarot journal. And I'm going to be telling you how to do this in a few minutes. If you start doing this as a daily practice, what you'll find is that over time, your intuition will become an amazing guide even when you don't have the cards in front of you. You'll be able to sense things like, is this a good opportunity for me or not? Or is this person telling the truth? Everybody gets those hits of intuition when something requires us to trust our gut. But if we don't work out those intuition muscles, guess what happens? We second guess ourselves. We don't trust those gut feelings and we talk ourselves into things while our intuition is screaming, no, or out of things when our intuition is telling us, go for it, yes. I think we've all had that experience where we've had a gut feeling about something, but talked ourselves out of acting on it. And then afterwards said to ourselves, "Ah, I knew I should have done that other thing. I don't want that to happen to you anymore. And working with a divination tool can help with that. Even if we haven't developed our intuitive muscles enough to trust our intuition in the moment, we have the divination system to fall back on to ask those kinds of questions like, what will happen if I do this? Or what is this person's intention? So working with the divination system can be a really powerful and positive tool for giving insight and strengthening our intuitive muscles. Now, there are a lot of divination systems out there, and some of them can seem more complex than others. The Tarot has got to have one of the worst reputations for being a hard-to-learn system, probably because the imagery on the cards is so very rich. I mean, I've been around the cards for over 40 years and studying them seriously and reading for others for over 30, and I still discover new ways of interpreting them. And as much as I read for clients in my day-to-day practice, I still never get bored of working with the cards. But this depth of symbolism can actually make the tarot seem super intimidating. I remember getting my first deck as a 10-year-old girl back in the mid-70s. My family had taken a road trip to Massachusetts, and we stopped in Salem, which of course was the site of the Salem Witch Trials, but now has become a sort of mecca for Wiccans and other witchy types. So the 10-year-old me and my mom went into the witch-themed gift shop, and my mom told me to pick out a souvenir. Now, for as long as I can remember, I was always fascinated by fortune-telling cards and games, but this was the first time I'd ever seen a tarot deck. So naturally, it was what I picked out. My mom bought it for me, and I took it home. I remember looking at the little paper booklet enclosed with the deck, trying to figure out how to tell fortunes with this deck and being so thoroughly confused by the meanings assigned to the cards. I just gave up trying to use the cards for fortune telling, and I think a lot of people can relate. 
You take one look at a big, thick book with descriptions and meanings for all the cards, and you think, forget it. How am I going to remember all this stuff? And at that time, I did give up on the idea of telling fortunes with the tarot. But since I was a kid, that didn't mean I gave up on the cards. I ended up playing with them like paper dolls. Now that giving up actually turned out to be a good thing. I began playing with the cards, using them as characters in stories that I made up, and building up that familiarity with each of the cards before I actually started studying them seriously later on. And that was probably one of the best foundations I could have had. I was building a relationship with each of the cards, getting to know them intimately before I started working with books or teachers or trying to grasp the symbolism. This is something that I still recommend to my beginning Tarot students. So if you are someone who has just gotten their first deck or wants to begin to learn to use the cards, I recommend first just spending time playing with them. Sleep with them under your pillow or next to your bed, carry them with you, and take them out whenever you have a chance and just look at the pictures and get familiar with them. Make up stories about the people and creatures that you see on the cards. This intimate knowing of the cards may not seem like it's really studying the tarot, but I tell you, you will gain that knowledge faster and get stronger intuitive hits the more you just spend time with your cards and get to know them. Now, if you are ready to really start diving in and understand the meaning of each of the cards, the next thing I recommend is to start a tarot journal. To do a tarot journal, all you need is a blank journal or notebook and your tarot cards. Begin each day by drawing one card at random and then looking at it. Spend some time with the card and then start writing. First, start by writing the date and the name of the card at the top of the page. And then write simply what you observe in the picture on the card. Now, you can just write freeform impressions about the images on the cards, or if you get stuck, you can answer these reflection questions. What do I see on the card? What colors do I see? What humans, mythical beings, or animals do I see? What are the relationships between the humans, mythical beings, and animals? What objects do I see? What's the environment? What kinds of buildings do I see? What natural elements do I see? What emotions are reflected in the card? Now, after you've written down your reflections, the next step is to guess what the card might mean. In the early stages of learning the tarot, it's actually less helpful to look up card meanings in books or online. Why? Because the symbols on the cards are so rich, each person who writes a book or has a website about the tarot has a slightly different take on what the cards mean. And if what you're doing is sitting there trying to memorize the meanings, you're most definitely not opening up your intuition. And that's the whole point of learning the tarot in the first place. So in the next part of your journal entry, I want you to guess what your card means. Let me give you an example. Let's take a look at the sun card. Here's how I would write about the sun card in the deck that I use. The sun card shows a little blonde curly-headed child 
riding on a white horse in a garden. The child is naked and wearing a flower crown with a red feather in it and smiling. The child is riding with his or her arms and legs stretched open wide, and he or she is carrying a red banner. There's a big yellow sun in the sky behind the child on the horse, and there's a wall with big sunflower blossoms in the background. The sun has a face on it that looks peaceful and serene. So you see what I just did? I simply described the people and creatures, the emotions, the colors, the environment, and so on. Now, after writing that, I would guess what this card could mean. Just listening to my description, I bet you can already make a guess as to what this card can mean. The child looks happy. The sun is shining. So the card probably indicates a happy situation. The child looks like he or she is having a lot of fun. So I could probably guess some good times. He or she is also naked. And I can remember running around naked in the garden when I was a toddler and that feeling was so free. So maybe this card could represent freedom or carefree energy. Now, the first and second part of your journal entry are done at the beginning of the day. But the third part of your journal entry comes the end of the day. After you've spent your day doing your thing, look back on the card you drew that morning and how the energy of that card was reflected in your day. In our example of the sun card, I may look back at my day and write something like, I got to sleep in this morning and it felt really good to have no responsibilities. It was also a sunny day. I also got a really nice email from my friend and she told me some great news and it really made me happy. I also went to my brother's birthday party and we ended up dancing and I love to dance. If you make it a daily practice to pick a card, reflect on what you see, guess what you think the card is telling you, and then reflect back on how the energy of that card showed up in your life that day, you will develop a really deep and personal relationship with the cards and also start strengthening your intuition in your day-to-day life. If you'd like to start this practice, this week's free giveaway is a handout for doing this Tarot Journal exercise. It gives you the step-by-step instructions for doing your daily Tarot Journal entry, including the helpful reflection questions. Download it, print it out, and get started with your Tarot Journal right away. Now, if you're ready to take your divination studies deeper and are not able to study one-on-one with me, there are a couple of online courses made by colleagues of mine that I really recommend. The first one is the Tarot Foundations course offered through a website called Biddy Tarot. Bridget Esselmont is a super teacher and she and I really have similar teaching methods and she has a great video course that you can take at your own pace. The other online course I recommend is Anna Cortez's Oracle School. Anna teaches how to read playing cards, which is actually a really old divination method. And she has a great deck that was designed by her father called the Playing Card Oracle that adds symbology to the familiar deck of playing cards. Taking one or both of these courses will really have you up and reading much quicker than just trying to figure things out on your own. And being a teacher myself, I love the way that both of these courses offer multiple formats to connect with different learning styles. There are workbooks and videos and so on. I have links to both of these great online courses up in my show notes. And by using the links in the show notes, you'll be helping to support the Magic and the Law of Attraction podcast. So you'll definitely want to check them out. 
Now, learning the tarot or learning to read playing cards, as fun as it is, does require a time commitment. There are 52 or 78 cards to become familiar with, and that's a lot of ground to cover. And that's why if you're ready to move beyond the tarot journal, having a course or a teacher of some kind is a must. But there are some great divination tools that don't require this level of commitment and that you can use right away. If you like the idea of working with cards, then you can use an oracle deck. Oracle decks usually have fewer cards than a tarot deck or a deck of playing cards. And many of them have phrases on each card to guide you as to what it might mean. You treat the cards as you would a tarot or playing card reading, but you can read the phrases on them to give you some guidance for your question. Now, I will say that one of the drawbacks of using oracle decks is that these preloaded phrases don't allow for a lot of intuition to necessarily come through. But in terms of being able to do a reading without having to study, they are great. Even more instant gratification via divination can come from working with a pendulum. A pendulum is simply a small weight suspended on a chain or thread. Now you can just create a pendulum with a ring on a thread, but if you want to add some extra power to your pendulum work, you can get a dedicated gemstone pendulum, which adds the qualities of the gemstone to your intuitive work. To work with a pendulum, you ask it yes-no questions, and then all you have to do is hold the thread or chain and let the weight hang down, and if it swings in one direction, it indicates a yes answer, and if it swings in another direction, it means a no. Well, what do I mean by swinging in one direction or another? Get a pendulum and hold it. Ask it to show you yes, and then see which way it swings. For most people, a yes is either a clockwise circle or the pendulum swinging in a straight line toward you and away from you. Then ask the pendulum to show you no. And for most people, a no is either the pendulum swinging in a counterclockwise circle or in a straight line left to right. If you want to take a look at what I'm talking about, I've got a how-to video on how to work with a pendulum up in the show notes, and you can take a look there and see exactly what I mean. Anyway, once you've established how the pendulum can show you yes and no, you can start asking it yes-no questions and get some solid intuitive feedback. A pendulum taps directly into your intuition, bypassing your rational mind, the one that tries to talk you out of your gut feelings. If you want to ask a question, get still and ask a question that your intuition would know the answer to, but that your rational mind may not know. Well, what does that mean? Well, you can't ask if seven is going to be in next week's lotto numbers because your intuition most likely doesn't know that. But you could ask, does so-and-so like me? Because that is something that your intuition would pick up on. Now be careful, as with most divination tools, approach them with respect. If you get too goofy with your questions, asking silly things like, is the sky blue? Your pendulum may possibly get annoyed with you and give you a sassy answer like no. You wouldn't ask God, goddess, your angels, your spirit guides, and so on, a test question like that. And that's the divine energy that you're accessing when you're working with a divination tool. So just be aware. I kind of think that it's like a little kid and a parent. If a little kid asks you a serious question, you're happy to answer. But if the kid starts asking a bunch of questions just to hear themselves talk or asking the same question over and over again or ask the question just to challenge you, you're probably going to say enough. 
If you are asking a silly, non-intuitive question, you might get a good answer the first time, but if you keep it up, your guides may not take you seriously and give you some conflicting answers. Now, whether you are working with the tarot or playing cards or oracle cards or a pendulum, you can really give your intuition a boost by doing some magical work about opening up your psychic awareness. For example, you might work with psychic vision oil before you sit down to do your intuitive work. Or you might want to make a mojo bag to help open up your intuition and carry it around with you all the time. Next week's episode is going to be all about mojo bags. So you could add what you learned in that episode to this one and create a mojo bag to really open up your psychic awareness. But one of the best ways I know to open up your intuition is very easy to do. Simply do a small ritual of drinking dandelion root tea before sitting down to work with your divination tools. It's very easy to make and tastes delicious. Just get some roasted dandelion root, steep it in boiling water, and have a quiet, focused sit down as you are drinking it before you begin doing a reading. You can find roasted dandelion root tea at health food stores, and I also sell it on my website. This tea ritual can really help to center you and to open up your intuition. And the herb is known as a powerful one for psychic awareness. I want to emphasize the ritual part of this though. This isn't a cup of tea that you drink while reading your mail or playing with apps on your phone. You sit with your cup and you drink this tea while focusing on opening up your intuition. What I do when I do this is I give myself some spiritual encouragement saying something in my mind as I drink the tea, such as, I will get good, clear guidance from high vibration sources that will help both the person I'm reading for and me. This simple pre-reading ritual calms the mind, opens up the intuition, and takes away the stress of being on for a reading. I love doing it and I highly recommend it. So there you go, a great ritual to do before you do any intuitive work some ideas for working with different divination systems, and some specific tools for expanding your intuition with the tarot. I hope that you'll try some of these methods and really get the benefit of flexing those intuitive muscles once in a while. I've got a ton of great resources in the show notes for this episode, so don't forget to go to magicandthelawofattraction.com and look for the show notes for episode seven to get all the goodies that I have there for you. Thank you again to Danny for submitting this week's topic. It was so great to have a chance to talk with you about something so near and dear to my heart. If you have a burning question about spells, hoodoo, law of attraction, or any other magical topic, you can go to magicandthelawofattraction.com and submit your question there. I always love to see what you're curious about. And if your question gets chosen for a future episode, you get a gift certificate to my online store, Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders. So. Make your way over there and check it out. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful and would like to hear more, you definitely will want to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. I want to give a big shout out to the amazing folks who have left reviews on iTunes. A huge thank you to all of the following fabulous listeners. To Happiness, who said that the podcast and my videos were a must listen and watch. To Renbio, who said, I really like Madame Pamita's approach to magic and hoodoo. And to Wisteriax, who says, the episodes are packed with practical information, but short enough to fit into a busy week. 
Thank you so much for those awesome iTunes reviews. And hey, you listener out there, I would love to give you a shout out too. So just go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review, and I'll say a thank you to you on the air too. And you'll definitely want to do that this week because we are running a contest. We're going to be picking our favorite written review from this week and give that person a free 30-minute tarot reading with me. So get your review in right away and you might win. If you are just tuning into this podcast and are not getting my Spell a Week newsletter, I recommend heading over to parlorofwonders.com where you can get a free copy of my gorgeous illustrated ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work. You get it just for signing up for the newsletter. And the newsletter itself gives tons of great information every week on how to work intentionally, traditional rituals you can use, and more. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm looking forward to next week when we'll get our mojo working and we'll be talking about making mojo bags. Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever.